Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this, a brand new series that we're starting off right now. Oh yes, a lot of people have said to me that they like my 1999 Sucks series. They've asked me would I do a new series, would I do a new series going over a new year. Now I've been wondering long and hard about what to do, because remember I did my 2002 Sucks series where I went over not just about the pay-per-views but Raw, Smackdown, storylines, everything about 2002 and I've been giving a lot of thought what else I can do. I've decided to start with this. This is going to be a new series ladies and gentlemen. Hopefully that was going to last a very very long time. A very long time. Because this series is called 10 Years Ago. And what this series entails is that I'm going to be reviewing a pay-per-view that took place 10 years ago. So, with the Royal Rumble coming up this weekend, I'm going to be reviewing the Royal Rumble from 2010 years ago, as you can probably imagine. So, hopefully, imagine that this series lasts, you know, if I, if, as long as I don't get uh, suspended again. <laughs> Yeah, that's likely, isn't it? <laughs> Four accounts, I'm counting. <laughs> yeah, this account, this this series could last a long, long time. Anyway, let's get on, shall we? You know, thoroughly looking forward to doing this show. I was, I was thoroughly, thoroughly looking forward to watching this show because I hadn't watched it for a good long while, and I remember it being fucking superb. I'm course talking about, as you can tell by the title, the Royal Rumble 2000 from Madison Square Garden. Hot crowd, sold out crowd. This crowd were pumped up the whole show. So, let's get on with it, shall we? So in the opening contest, Kurt Angle versus a mystery opponent. Mystery opponent is Taz. Taz comes out to a truly Truly monster pop after Angle had cut down a promo, cut a promo that you're watching now and you're like, you know, his promo skills have got so much better. It wasn't a classic promo, let's put it that way. Anyway, yeah, Taz comes out, monster, monster pop, he really does. Angle's dumped to the outside, but he does, hits a suplex on Taz on the concrete. Uh, comes back inside, beautiful belly to belly by Angle, and King really, I mean really, puts Taz over on commentary. Really, really does. Um, anyway, uh, top rope Taz Plaz gets two, uh, Cradle gets two for Kurt, followed by German Suplex. Uh, Angle Simons counters into a German suplex by, by stunning overhead Tazplex. And then we get to see a T-bone Tazplex. Taz Mission gets the win. It's short, it's sweet, it's a great opener. Got the crowd into it well. Two and a half stars, which is fantastic for an opening contest. Oh yes. Then though, a tables match as the Hardy Boys defeated the Dudleys. I thought me this match was superb. You know me, I don't like Team 3D. I thought the Dudley Boys have been boring since about 2002. In this match though, the Dudleys were so fucking poor. I tell you that much. Oh yes. Uh, um, Bubba's still doing his stuttering gimmick. It was like the last phases of the stuttering gimmick. So he cuts a promo at the start, running down New York, running down the crowd, still doing his stuttering. Anyway, Bubba on, on Jeff to start. Bubba sets up a table. Jeff gets a beautiful plancher to the outside. It's so, so very, very nice. Um, Matt and Devon try to put each other through a table. That doesn't work. Jeff runs around the guardrail and eats a, <laughs> eats a table to the face for his troubles. Uh, double superplex by Devon. No, sorry, D double superplex by the Hardys. Uh, but Devon moves the table. Matt gets a ladder out and it's used on both Dudleys. Evil, evil chair shots to uh, Bubba by Matt. And then Omega uh, to the outside puts uh, Bubba th 
through a table, so he's eliminated. A table set up on the outside. Uh, Matt comes off the top and, oh man, uh, eats what as Devon, Devon, sorry, move. Um, basically, it's like Devon was set up on the outside. And Matt came off and basically went straight through the table himself. And it was just like, ooh. The way he went, just the way he went through, it was just like, mmm. It made you cringe, but it was brilliant at the same time, you know. Uh, Super Bomb by Bubba. They put, they were basically right, they put all the, the two sets of ring steps in the ring, yeah. Put a table on top of those. And then Matt Hardy is super bombed off the top rope. And it's just a, oh. Literally, the way that Matt comes down, it's just horrific. You know, if he'd been, like, a foot further along, he would be dead. I guarantee you that. He would have been dead. Either side. If it hadn't been perfect, he would have come down on the ring steps. And he just would have been game over. Guaranteed. So that's Matt eliminated. In the hour table is set up. And then another. And then another. And then a third one. So you've got two tables next to each other. With a third table on top, yeah? Bubba sets... Uh, Bubba drags... Uh, puts Matt on, the, on, on, on one of the tables, yeah? And then drags Jeff up to the top of the entrance way, yeah? And you're just like... Mmm, something big's coming down here. What you don't expect is Jeff Hardy goes... Bam, low blow. Bubba falls off the aisle... And get off the top of the entrance way, sorry. And goes through the tables. First viewing, you're like... My God, that was a spot. That was awesome. Second time you view it, you're like... I'm not saying, what's the point in that? Bubba's already been eliminated. So you're like, ooh, that doesn't quite work. Matt sets up a table. Um, Jeff, of course, is already at the top. Puts puts Devon on it. Swanton bomb, game over. One, two, three. Three and a half stars. This show opens to a fantastic, fantastic. So, like I said at the start, ladies and gentlemen, the crowd are so rabid. New York crowds always are. But, you know, they, they, this show, they are fucking out of control. You're like, yes, for everything. So everything gets monster, monster, monster popped. As I've said at the start, you know, I can't stand the Dudleys these days. I really can't. But, you know, this was probably one of the best Dudley Boys matches I've ever seen. Sue fucking per. But then, then, ladies and gentlemen, it all goes wrong. Oh, just goes wrong, wrong, wrong. Because we have the Royal Rumble Bikini Contest. Now imagine this, ladies and gentlemen. If you're in England, you know what I'm talking about. We were lucky with this show. We were lucky. I'll tell you why, ladies and gentlemen. If you're a fan in America, prepared to be jealous. Oh yes, because over here in England, you get to watch WWE shows, WWF shows as they were on Sky Sports. You didn't have to pay for them. As long as you had Sky Sports, you got the shows, yeah? But of course, you had to have a Sky Sports package. But a revolution began in the year 2000 because Channel 4, available on any television with an aerial began to stream Sunday Night Heat at 1 o'clock on a Sunday night. Yeah, I remember staying up late every fucking night so we could watch Heat. It was for every Sunday so we could watch Heat. It was a highlight of the week if you didn't have Sky Sports like I didn't. It was great. You got to see WWF Wrestling on your TV in your room. Brilliant. And then Channel 4 started showing four pay-per-views a year. Royal Rumble 2000 was the first such pay-per-view. And it was fucking incredible. But imagine the scene, ladies and gentlemen, as these various divas come out. Terry Ronald especially comes out wearing one of the greatest dresses of all time. But then, but then, but then, to spoil it all, to break my 17-year-old mind, Mae Young comes out. She starts dancing. You're just like... 
damn, damn, damn. But then she takes her top off. So you see Mae Young's fun bags and my retinas have never recovered. I promise you that. This whole segment was a complete dud. And it also affected a match that happened later on, which I'll talk about in a second. Let me tell you this much, ladies and gentlemen. If this segment wasn't on this show, this show would have been almost perfect. Let me tell you that much. Excuse me. I, to this day, do not understand why the WWF did this. Because it just... It, it could have ruined the show. <laughs> I mean, it, had, it was that bad. It had that potential. It had that much potential. It could have destroyed it. But we move on. As Chris Jericho defeated China and Hardcore Holly in a pretty poor triple threat match to become the Intercontinental Champion. I say become the Intercontinental Champion. He was the co-holder of the Intercontinental Champion with China. What a stupid storyline that was. Oh, yes... It was. Bad, 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 bad. Anyway. Slapfest at the start. Nice drop kick by Holly. I hate Hardcore Holly. Never had any time for him at all. Never, ever, ever, ever. Walls is broken by China. The crowd, they, they seem deflated. But after what's just happened, many Young's titties, you know, I can let them off this time. I really can. China and Holly brawl on the outside. Jericho does a springboard cross body onto Holly. China with a handspring elbow and a pretty nice DDT. Uh, double splash gets absolutely no reaction. China comes off one turnbuckle. Jericho off the other. Bam. Splat. No reaction. Nothing. And they're like, oh man. <laughs> you know, you have to do something pretty good uh, to pretty good to get the crowd back into this one. You know. Superplex on Holly gets two for, China, for Holly as he rolls through. It looks like a bit of a botch to be honest. Uh, China with a chair on Holly. He chooses a Boston crowd, Bulldog and a Lion Salt get the win for Jericho. Point of this one, you know, the crowd didn't care at all. The thing is, I didn't care either, because it's like, Harker Holly, weak, shouldn't ever be on pay-per-view ever. Excuse me. China, no, just, just, just no, just no. Jericho deserves way better than this. Then, the crowd comes to their feet because The Rock cuts a stunning promo. Absolutely stunning. Michael Cole says to him, who are you worried about in the Royal Rumble? Rock says, I've got, I'm worried about two people in the Royal Rumble. Two people, if I can get past these two people, there's a chance I may, might win the Royal Rumble. The first is Crash Holly. The second is Headbanger Mosh. Ha 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 ha. Funny stuff. He also says, um, you just get yourself a tall, crisp gas glass of shut up juice, which is fucking super. Rock my boy, the best ever at quoting promos. Next, the Acolytes defeated the, uh, no they didn't, don't be stupid Mark. The New Age Outlaws defeated the Acolytes in a pretty poor match to retain the tag team titles. Now, this is what I was talking about a moment ago. That Divas Royal Rumble bullshit titties lasted, what, 10 minutes? Maybe more than that. I've tried to forget about it in my mind, right? If they'd given that 10 minutes to this match, this show would have been a 10 out of 10 perfection, in my opinion. No time for either team. You know, even back in the day, I didn't like the APA very much. Things like the APA is, yeah? Their music is here, and they get a pop, and you're like, yes, here come the APA. The APA, right, that pop would last from the moment they came out to the moment they go in the run. Everything they did since then got just sucked. Plain sucked. And, you know, and just like, you know, to play to no reactions at all. Don't believe me, go back and check. 
guarantee it. Um, never really had much time for the age outlaws, to be honest. I mean, everyone knows the spiel, the spiel at the start. Oh, you didn't know. Everyone knows that, yeah, and everything. But you know, I've never had any time for Billy Gone. Um, and Road Dog, mm, no. Anyway, um, what can we say about this one? Well, the APA own from the start. Nice power bomb. Nice power slam. Sorry, by Farouk. We get to see a clothesline from hell. Then the ref gets bumped. Um, we get to see a double power bomb. X Pac comes out. He gets spine busted, and then famous on Bradshaw gets the win. And you're just like, whoa, what just happened? Two minutes and 35 seconds. That's how long this one lasted. And you're just like, like I say, you know, if they give them the, the 10 minutes that the Divas match went, you would just, you know, it would be better. Facts. But, you know, the thing about this one is that it was just starting to heat up. And, you know, you're like, yeah, this one's could, this one could be an interesting contest, you know. This one could be good. It wasn't. Rematch tonight's night was a lot better on Raw. Guarantee you that. And then. And then. And then. No, and then. Triple H defeated Cactus Jack to retain the WWF Championship in a stunning, faultless five-star street fight. What a match. The build for this match was amazing. I tell you that, amazing, right? This match was based and sold on one little premise, yeah? Mankind got the shit kicked out of him by Triple H, yeah? On SmackDown. On Raw, sorry. Triple and Mankind comes out on SmackDown, still wearing the same shirt, the same blood-covered shirt, and said, I can't face you in a street fight at the Royal Rumble, but I know someone who can. He takes his mask off, opens his shirt, wearing a Cactus Jack shirt. Now, if Triple H had just laughed... If he just laughed it off and gone, <laughs> you're just the same guy, this angle wouldn't have worked. Triple H, though, yeah, as a direct quote from Mick Foley's book, sold it like the second coming of fucking Beelzebub. He sold it like, oh my fucking God. You know, they brawled in the ring, this one was set up fucking superb. Brawling the outside, including a nice neck breaker by Cactus. Ring bell to the face by Triple H. Nasty chair shots by Hunter. A leg drop onto the chair, which on Triple H's face by Cactus. Nasty, nasty stuff. They brawl into the crowd until they get to the entranceway. They go round through the crowd so they can plant some new stuff. Suplex onto some pallets by Jack. Triple H gets busted open on his thigh. So he's got blood pissing out of his leg. That's nice. Always nice to see. Cactus Jack, Cactus Jack gets a barbed wire two-bay four-out, but until before he gets a chance to use it, Triple H rinses it off him and whacks him with it various times. Double arm DDT gets two for Cactus. Then Cactus gets the two-by-four. Dex fucking... Um, he, um, basically, the two-by-four have been taken out of the ring and hidden by the Spanish announcers. Cactus comes over and Dex Hugo Savinovich <laughs> gets the bat. Fantastic. That always makes me smile seeing that one. Ref gets bumped, Cactus uses the 2x4 to Triple H, and Triple H's face, and then he drops it. He drops it like, does like on when it's an elbow drop, with the bat. Triple H is busted open, pissing blood. Fantastic. Um, Pile driver attempts on the announce table is reversed. Face buster onto the 2x4, gets 2 for Cactus. Hit, to on, hit toss onto the stairs. Cactus takes it knee first. A nice little spot. Your old school Cactus Jack. We like that one. There you go. He lands knee first. The triple A starts working over the knee with a chop block, etc, etc. Fantastic. Nice little bit of psychology. And then he <laughs> whacks the knee with the two barbed wire 2x4. Two just because he can. Fantastic. Have it. <laughs> triple H cuffs Cactus Jack. And then... Um, Goes to use the ring steps. I'm like, oh god, it's 1999 Royal Rumble over again. But um, a a, um, a, uh, a drop toe hold ends that as Triple H goes 
face first into the steps. Fantastic. Very, very nice. Couple of chair shots fall on the entranceway. But uh, who's out to fucking make the save? Ironic or what, yeah? As Mick Foley's fucking handcuffed, it's The Rock. Takes out fucking Triple H with a beautiful chair shot. And that, you bastard sort of chair shot. Boom. <laughs> Um, a cop uncuffs cactus. Power driver by Jack on the Spanish announce table, but it doesn't break, and that looks nasty. Cactus Jack pulls out a huge bag, which Jerry Lawler says is a sandbag. <laughs> of course it is. It ain't no sandbag. There ain't no sand in that bag. No, it's a fucking enormous bag full of thumbtacks. Oh, yes. But Jack gets big bat, big bat body drops onto the taps. And you're like, oh, nasty stuff. Pedigree. But it only gets two. You're certain that was meant to be the finish. There's a pedigree. You kick, There's a kick out that just doesn't look like it was meant to happen, you know. But no. Triple H gets up. Jack walks out. You know, there's a foley, foley, foley chant from the MSG. But no, because there's a pedigree onto the taps. And you're just like, oh. And that is what gets the three, five stars. No problem whatsoever giving it the full works. This had drama. This had excitement. This had some crazy spots in it. Absolutely fantastic. Triple H does a stretchy job. Gets just before the entranceway when Cactus goes chasing after him. And, and um, pushes him back into the ring and whacks him with the bar by 2 by 4 Just to make sure. Fantastic. Brilliant. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. So, and then we go on to the main event, which of course is the Royal Rumble. Now, if any of you have seen my 99, it's not on this account, I'm afraid, but my 1999 sub review of the Royal Rumble 99, I really didn't like it. It was one of the worst Royal Rumbles there's ever been. Russo's booking at its worst, in my opinion. You know, numbers 1 to 15 were jobber, 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 jobber. Number 15 to 30 were all the stars. But, of course, Austin and McMahon was number 1 and 2. And they had to pretty, pretty much rewrite the rules for the Rumble match to make it work. Fail, in my opinion. So, let's get on with this. I'm going to go through this pretty quickly, as I do. I've got, like, about two pages of notes. I'm not going to tell you everything that happened in this. I'm just going to tell you some of the, you know, the main parts. So, D'Lo Brown is first. Grandmaster 6A is second. He hits a nice hurricane run. Mosh is number three. But, um... Uh, Kai and Tai and the Mean Street Posse emerge. There's a big brawl and they all get dumped out pretty damn quickly. Christian is number four and Rikishi is number five. He dumps out everyone except Grandmaster Sexay. Sexay does a bit of sterling because, oh look, number six, would you believe it, is Scotty Too High. And of course, he's got Rikishi's yellow glasses, so he puts them on and it's dancing time. And oh my god, how fucking over were too cool. Really, go back and watch this fucking moment if you don't believe me. They were so over. You wouldn't believe it. I'm watching this going, lame, this is lame, this is very lame. It's uber lame. But no, back then, you're like, wow, yay for dancing. Because they do the dancing, 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 dancing. Rikishi dumps them both over the top row and just, you know, just shrugs like, <laughs> deal with it, this sort of thing. Um, Steve Blackman is number seven. He lasts not very long at all. And then Viscera is number eight. After he hits a power slam, but then three super kicks and he's out. Big Boss Man is number nine. Yay! He uses his mind and doesn't get in the ring. Fantastic. Uh, Test is number 10, and he puts Bossman in the ring. British Bulldog is a number 11, and correct me if I'm wrong, please, but I think this was the British Bulldog's last ever WWF pay-per-view. 
If I'm wrong, let me know. Um, Gangrel is number 12. Kai and Tai come out again. And then when Takamishinoku takes one of the funniest bumps you'll ever see. As he goes over the top, yeah. And literally, he face plants. His face bounces off the mat on the outside. Funny. Edge is number 13. He gets a big reaction. But not as big as reaction as Bob Backlund, who's number 14. To a monster pop. Huge pop. It's like Backlund comes out and he wasn't expecting to get such a decent response. So he turns to the crowd and starts posing. And the crowd are like, yay! Fucking rock Backlund! Yay! Rikishi gets dumped out by everyone. Honestly, everyone who's in the match so far dumps out Rikishi. And the crowd do not like that at all. They really don't. Um... Crash Holly is 16, whoop de doo and China is 17, yay! Sheila makes bot, uh, China, um, Sheila, China eliminates China, damn fucking right, I'd like to see her do that. China eliminates Jericho, and then Bossman eliminates China. Farouk is 18, then the Main Street Posse come out again and go after Farouk, causing Bossman to toss Farouk out. Road Dog is 19, there's a huge We Want Rock chance, oh yes there is. Al Snow is number 20 and gets literally no reaction whatsoever, none. Every single person who's come out has got at least some reaction except Al Snow, who gets nothing, 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 literally nothing at all. Road Dog eliminates Bulldog. Val Venus is 21. And here's Funaki. You can probably guess what happens to him. <laughs> um, uh, Prince Albert is 22. Val Venus eliminates Edge. Hardcore Holly is 23. Yay! Go Hardcore Holly. The second time we've seen him tonight. Rock is number 24 to a thunderous ovation. The biggest pop of the night goes to the Rock. Oh, yes. Here he comes. Um, he eliminates Bossman. Billy Gunn is 25. Yay. Rock uh, eliminates Crash Holly after a nice DGT as well. Uh, Big Slow is 26. And he jumps out testing Gangrel straight away. Goes after Rock, as you can probably imagine. Bradshaw is number 27. Oh, look. Here come the mainstream posse again. They help eliminate Bradshaw. You know, basically get making sure Bradshaw's eliminated and then get beats. Uh, Fruit comes out and there's this massive brawl between the APN and the Main Street Posse on the ramp. Um, um, Kane is number 28, complete with his pyro. He eliminates Val Venus. Godfather is 29. Kane dumps out Albert. And oh my goodness me, here comes Funaki yet again. And yes, you can probably guess what happens to Funaki. <laughs> Shockingly, X-Pac is number 30. You know, can you believe that he was number 30 after 29? Fucking yes. So, uh, Al Snow jumps out Hawker Holly. Snow is eliminated by Godfather. Rock eliminates Snow. Mr. Ass dumps out Dog. Kane dumps Mr. Ass. The final four then are X-Pac, Kane, Road Dog. I mean, X-Pac, Kane, Rock and Big Snow. X-Pac is thrown out, uh, but, but the refs are sorting out the New Age Outlaws who are having a bit of a Barney on the outside. So he sneaks back in. Uh, Inseguru by Kane is really nice on the Big Show. And then he does a really nice power slam on the Big Show. You're like, what do you know? Why don't you do that anymore? That Kane Inseguru is beautiful. Absolutely perfect. You're like, that is really nice. Anyway, X-Pac dumped out properly this time. Um, 
No, X-Pac dumps out Kane, and then Big Show dumps out X-Pac. So the final two are Big Show and Rock. Who would have thought that would happen with the storyline going in? Well, I'll be. But then, two little bits of stupidity that I, you know, that I don't like. This probably knocked off, you know, a core, maybe even half a star for me for this one. Because Rock does a spine buster and a people's elbow. And he's like, what's the point? And then, Big Show does a chokeslam. And he's like, ugh! You're trying to get each other over the top rope. Why do those moves? It's just stupid. Anyway, Big Show picks up Rock, got him on his shoulder, just casually walking around like, I can do this all day, goes to chuck him out, Rock holds onto the top rope, Big Show goes over, and Rock is your winner for a four-star. And the best rumble in freaking years, in my opinion. You know, 2001, in my opinion, was even better than this, but we'll get to that another time. This show was brilliant, apart from that one little moment. You know, if they just... So, right, let's put it this way. We knock a star off, yeah? A whole star for the Divas bit. And we knock off a half a star for the tag team title match, yeah? So this one, I'd give an 8.5, right? It could have been more than that. You know, if I'm feeling generous, I may give it a 9 out of 10, you know? But it's an 8.5. I hope you've enjoyed these videos. Uh, if you have, please let me know. And I'll review No Way Out in February. Take it easy.